The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Good morning, everyone, to the Saturday brunch edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of the hosts. And to my right is a man who's playing a little hurt this morning, but he's, put, yeah. he's pushing through. He's pushing through. Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing this morning? Doing all right. A little bit under the weather. I went uh, cold free for about almost two years. Uh, this is my first one in quite a while. I had a good run. What are you going to do? It is the season. It is yeah. the season for the Colts. But other than that, I'm doing well. Uh, don't have much planned after this except for watching football. Yeah, hey, there you go. There you go. Yeah. How are I'm, you tonight, this morning, I'm, sir? I'm doing. I'm doing well. You know, it's a it's a cold, brisk morning in the Northeast. Uh, it's January. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, this the but this after this this evening. I'm planning on going to the uh, MVP arena to check out the six and O Firewolves uh, indoor lacrosse team and hoping that they'll pull off another win. They'll go to seven and O. And traditionally in the National Lacrosse League, if you start the year unbeaten, you have a pretty good chance of going in the championship. So I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, we're approaching the halfway point. We're about, I'd say about a third through the season right now for the Firewolves. But this is a team I, I saw them back in I saw them back in December in their home opener and it's a pretty good team to watch. So so if you're in the Albany area looking for something to do tonight, get yourself down to the MVP arena with your family and go watch a great go watch a great team. Go watch a great team. You don't want to you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss no. out. No, no, they're setting the Albany area on fire. See what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to attempt that howl. It would sound like some sort of Homer Simpson with the voice I got going right now. Who knows? Although maybe some people like this better. Yeah, you you sound like Homer Simpson when when he's a 12-year-old in the choir with an angelic voice. And and Abe's in the audience saying, I'm going to be rich. This voice guy, angelic voice, I'm going to be rich. And all of a sudden his voice cracks and it changes. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, my voice changed. <laughs> Before we get into the meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes of our discussion this morning, we want to remind you about our social media channels right down here below: Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at NoCredsReq, Facebook.com forward slash at NoCredsReq, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsReq. If you're watching on Rumble, the replay on Rumble or the Billy Up Sports. YouTube channel, we want to thank you for joining us. Leave a comment in the comment section. But if you're watching live, please feel free to like, comment, share, and subscribe to all of our social media channels right down here below. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, the soon-to-be-departed Google Play, wherever you podcast. Rate and review. Leave a five-star review if you please. And if you're on a platform where you can review the podcast, We'll even read it on the air. Uh, we did get a comment. I got. I got to search. I got to surf for the comment. I got it in the email. It was actually on the Belly Up Sports YouTube channel. 
Ah. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll look at that in just a moment. But before we do that, I just want to let you know this is a live show. This is a live show, and we've got a comment coming in from our, our brother jo- brother Josiah saying, good morning, Dustin and Ryan. Good morning to you, brother Josiah. We appreciate you stopping by. But leave more comments. Engage with the show. We want your comments. And Dustin, I know you're, you're feeling under the weather, but I know this sound is going to make you feel 10 times better after I play. Oh, yeah. We want your comments. We want you to engage with us during the show, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or and and now Twitter. You can actually engage with us on Twitter as well. So if you want to engage with us, please do. As we focus on the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and we talked last we talked on Tuesday about how how the wild card round was kind of underwhelming, with the exception of one game. It was pretty underwhelming. So I'm hoping and praying that this round will be a lot more exciting, Dustin. I don't know, I know how you how you feel, but that's how I'm feeling this morning. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I am particularly excited for Texans-Ravens. I think that has the potential to be a good game. Um, but, yeah, I am for overall, I am hoping for just a better showing uh, because there's nothing like hosting a wild card weekend as I do. And then it's just all the games are blowouts and you're just kind of like, well – at least there's food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go to your local local uh, watering hole tonight um, or tomorrow or this afternoon, uh, don't forget. Yeah, you know, yeah, just be. Uh, don't be disapp- Don't be too disappointed if the if the if the uh, games turn to blowouts. But at least you'll. But at least there'll be food and drink. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, speaking of Houston and Baltimore. They are the first game on the playoff docket. They'll be the 4.30 p.m. game this afternoon at M&T Bank Stadium. Baltimore is going to enjoy home field, is enjoying home field advantage, but I got a feeling about this game, Dustin, that Baltimore might come out a little flat with two weeks off. So, But again, and they're facing a, a Houston team that performed very, very well on both sides of the ball last week. So I want to get your impressions about this game. What you what is, what matchup are you looking for, are you looking at that's kind of piques your interest for this game well as always as always i'm looking forward to the uh the matchup between the two quarterbacks because you have Mm -hmm. you have lamar jackson who is playing at an unreal level i've spent the last probably prior to the playoffs i spent the last four weeks apologizing to baltimore for letting (laughs) letting them escape under my uh Radar. I also got some angry letters from Cal Ripken. I didn't think he had it in him, but uh, he really. <laughs> um, I heard but, he's, I, I think he told me he spit on one of your le- on one of those letters. Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but but he uh, but anyway, the two quarterbacks. You got you got the veteran who's a dynamic player. He can run. He can throw. He could do it all. He's showing that he could throw. A lot of people say that he could only run. Um, and you have the young rookie who, who uh, previous to now, has not shown any cracks in the army armor. He's shown that he's ready for the big moments. Um, so I'm really looking forward to those two facing off. But I also, there's so much to like about this game. The, the matchup that I'm really particularly uh, interested in is Baltimore's running game versus the Texans' run defense, who... You know, D'Amico Ryans has done a great job in improving the Texans' overall defense, 
uh, but their run defense was gashed by Jonathan Taylor. Then they rebounded and did a great job last week. Um, and and now I want to see which version of that Texans run defense shows up. And I want to see if Baltimore can be effective running the ball. And uh, the same goes for the Texans. I want to see how Devin Singletary does against this Baltimore defense, which I think also has slid under the re- the radar. They are a great defense, and I think not a lot of people talked about them heading into uh, the playoffs, but they are a big reason why uh, Baltimore are, is where they are. Um, but there's so much to like about this game. You got Zay Flowers for Baltimore. He's been dynamic. Odell Beckham Jr. has showed uh, uh, glimpses of what he can be. They actually have some offensive weapons and, and a, in my mind, a clear number one receiver, which is something Baltimore has lacked for a long time. And then you look on the other side, the, the Texans, even without tank Dell, they have people that can catch, catch the ball. Um, his, his name is escaping me, but the one receiver has been an absolute, uh, machine for the Texans. Um, why can't I think of his name at the moment? Oh, He's, oh, 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 I know. Uh, Nico Collins. Yes, Nico Collins. Exactly. Thank you. That's why I forgot his name on Tuesday. Biz. To be fair, I, I had to pick you up because you picked me up on Tuesday when I couldn't remember his name. I know. It's it's tough. Uh, and and that is no slight to Nico because he has been unbelievable. There's we, just a we lot. Know you're a big, and we know you're a big fan of the show, Nico. <laughs> yes, you're you're watching this morning along with Cal Ripken. We mended the fences, um, but <laughs> uh, there's just so much to look forward to this game. I'm really excited about this one, but I'm very intrigued by what you said because I think you might be right. Baltimore could come out flat, um, and with that, I, I cede it over to you because that's always the balance. Would you rather be the team that has to play their way to get there, or would you rather be the team that rests? So your thoughts, sir? That's a great question. It's a great conundrum, especially in this in this particular modern day NFL, uh, where you have the home. Yes, you have home field advantage, but sometimes home field advantage is not an advantage because you're not playing. You're not you're not keeping keeping true to to your form that you that you got you to the, got you to the dance. You get a week off, and the, yes, the rest helps. The rest is beneficial. But at the same time, the rest can be, the rest can turn to rust if you don't prepare quickly. So, uh, as for me, I would I would rather have the home field. But when you're playing a team like Houston, who has been, who has been over the last month and month, you can argue month, you can argue month and a half, has been one of the best teams in the NFL. And they're riding a quarterback who is shocking. Who is exceeding expectations? Uh, arguably, he, arguably, he's the best uh, quarterback to come out, out of Ohio State in the in the most recent in, in previous draft classes. So he's the, he's he showed it and he showed it last week. You know, he threw that beautiful ball to Dalton Schultz to basically end the end the first half. Their defense came out and they absolutely destroyed Cleveland in the second half. They got after Joe Flacco. They forced him to make bad passes make bad choices in terms of his passing and they, and he paid for it. And you've got an offense that is, yeah, it's missing. It's best, it's best receiver, but everyone's picked it up. The running game has picked it up. The uh, Nico Collins has picked it up. Dalton Schultz has picked it up. 
this this team's dynamic, and D'Amico Ryan's is making them into making them believe. On the flip side, because there's always a flip side to this. Yeah. The Ravens have been there before. The Ravens have been there before. Lamar Jackson has been there before. We haven't really seen him his playoff resume uh, shine. Um, he's been okay in the playoffs, but I, I want to see what he'll do when he has the home field advantage, when he has the home crowd behind him at MT Bank Stadium. I want to see how the secondary is going to handle this handle this passing attack by CJ from CJ Stroud and the Texans def- defense or the Texans offense. Baltimore has a strong front seven, but their secondary is a little sus- can be a little bit suspect. So I, I kind of wonder what they've been doing all week to uh, to really uh, look at game tape and see how they can force CJ Stroud to make bad passes. Because here's the thing: here's the rub with with CJ Stroud. He threw 23 touchdown passes in the regular season and only five interceptions. It's a nearly four to one. I think it's a 4.6 to one rate. When it comes to Pat, when it comes to inter- when it comes to TDs and interceptions, and you want your and great quarterbacks always have that kind of ratio. They're always going to have that kind of ratio. So I wonder how the 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 Ravens defense is going to dial up the pressure on CJ Stroud, make him force him to get him out of the pocket, make bad throws, do things that rookies are quote supposed to do. Because <laughs> CJ Stroud doesn't do the things that. Rookie quarterbacks are, and I put in these in air quotes if you're on the audio side, supposed to do, like yeah. make bad throws and and try to scramble when you don't need to scramble, because NFL is a different animal than college. And also wondering what on the flip side is good for the Ravens offense, how they're going to handle the Houston defense. And Houston's got a great run defense. They, as you mentioned, Dustin, they they cleaned it up uh, last week against the against the Browns, uh, who have a had had a two-headed running attack with Ward mm-hmm. and with uh and Hunt. But they forced they, they forced the issue against the Browns in that they stopped the run and they were forcing Joe Flacco to make bad throws. So yeah. this the front the front four especially of the Texans is gonna have to do is, is gonna, they're gonna face a much more mobile quarterback. Oh sorry an athlete they're facing an athlete, not oh, a quarterback. Yeah. He's an not. Athlete. He's not quarterbacky. He's not. He's not quarterbacky. quarterbacky. So yeah, he they're is. facing not a not a, a, a not so quarterbacky quarterback in Lamar Jackson. <laughs> uh, God Almighty! I will take shots at that forevermore. Oh, for Raven. sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but Lamar Jackson is a different is a totally different quarterback than what Joe Flacco is. Yes. Oh, and 100%. he can. Yeah, and, and God bless Todd Munkin for for transforming his game. Uh, you know, Greg Roman he's been stuck in neutral with Greg Roman over the past four or five years since basically he came to town um, as a, as a draft pick for the Ravens. But Todd Munkin I think has revitalized his game and has revitalized this offense. And yes, they go through running backs. They go through they go through running backs like I go through a pack of Oreos. And the fact yeah. that they they'll just if one guy gets hurt, there's another guy stepping up, and they and they signed Dalvin Cook this week to the 53 man roster. I don't know how often he'll get the ball this week, or yeah. if he'll see the field this week. There were also rumors of Mark Andrews possibly becoming available, but John Harbaugh said no. We're gonna we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait for this one. We're happy with with what Isaiah likely has been doing with this offense in his role as tight end. 
So I think you'll see him utilized a lot in the in the in the past game. So I this I'm you know the, the spread is nine. Baltimore is favored by nine points in this game. I think this point spread is way too big. Mm. And I know we don't we don't talk about the we don't talk about the sports book side. We don't talk about the gambling side on this podcast because neither of us really we don't really participate in it. We're not we're not degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not gambling degenerates sorry yeah and i know other other um other belly up sports hosts will are, are saying hey <laughs> i joke i joke but we don't really talk about the, the the sports book or the gambling side of it because we don't really dabble in it but yeah it's not our bag it's not our bag no, everyone's not our bag. I think about it though, especially with uh, you know these DraftKings. I think to myself, I could get in there, use our promo, get a little extra cash. That's but... right. Get, use use our link dkng.co forward slash belly up one fifty. Get five bucks. Five buck deposit gets you two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but, a little yeah, too th- conservative with my money. You know, a lot of times I'm like, uh, you know. And that's okay. I mean, I, if I do it, look, look, I do every, every so often I'll do a bet, but I'll bet small. I won't bet extravagant because yes, yeah. like you, I'm very, I tend to be a little bit more conservative with my cash. Uh, well, it's the, make some cash. It, it's the old uh, quote from the seminal movie, the Patriot, uh, which if you haven't seen the Patriot, go watch it. Is it Braveheart? Pretty much just redone. Yes. But in a colonial setting, is it historical historically accurate? No. Does Mel Gibson use strange language like it does me good to see you today? Yes. But the movie is fantastic. And in that movie, he says to his sons, aim small, miss small. That is the epitome of Ryan's gambling strategy. True. 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 It, it, yeah. You you have to leave a little bit of cash for yourself. You know, it, it's don't. Don't bet your mortgage on one game. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Don't bet your yeah. entire mortgage on one game. You know, I see, I see on on on, on the social media is Dave Portnoy from Belly Up from um Belly Up from Balt from Barstool Sports, yeah. making all these gigantic bets. He put a million dollars on Michigan to win the national title. It worked out for him. Great, good for him. I don't have that kind of scratch. <laughs> I'm a yeah. thousandaire, not a millionaire. So he's got that. He's got that that money though. He's got the money to do it, and he also. Like that probably drove a bunch of traffic to Barstool, you know, and he's got True. the pizza reviews, so he's yep. doing just fine. He's got the one bite app. They're selling hard seltzers. He's got everything going. One bite. Everyone knows the rules, except yeah. for that one guy at one time. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we're going to move on to the nightcap of tonight's of tonight's uh, of today's action. It's Green Bay at San Francisco, eight fifteen Eastern time. And I know a certain snowman who's going to be. Actually, he's going to be doing an alternative radio call on his on his network, uh, Snowman Multimedia. So, looking for kind of a different alternative, looking for alternative play by play. Go check his stuff out. Uh, it's it's he does a great job. Um, I get awesome. to do I get to do uh, at the CFL uh, East and West Final and the Grey Cup with him this past November. That was a fun time. He's excellent at what he does. He's a he's a very good craftsman, and I'm I'm praying, I'm hoping, and praying that he gets some sort of chance to he gets a chance to do. A bigger platform with a with a with a team, and he does it full time because he's he's really great. He's really great. So check out his alternative play by play. Yeah, Green Bay, and San I know. Francisco. 
this, this snowman's baseball knowledge, having having him on the show when we did to, to talk about the baseball season, his knowledge mm-hmm. is off the charts. And yeah. uh, I think he'd be particularly great at calling uh, baseball games for a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of our friend Snowman, he's a big San Francisco 49ers fan. Uh, we also have our friend Dave, who is uh, – I've put him in timeout for the show. Um, I wanted you on Tuesday's show, but Packers at 49ers, eight fifteen nightcap. Dustin, what's your thoughts on this game? Uh, well, I don't want to throw any shade at the Packers, right? Their upset of the, of the Cowboys was beautiful. You know, um, they did everything. They did everything right. They did exactly. I said, follow that Thanksgiving blueprint that you used to beat the Lions, and they did. Uh, and they just—I think Cowboys fans are still in shock. There's the Lone Star Lone Star beer sales probably jumped sixty percent after the game. You know, uh, everybody was crying in their beer. To quote an, an old uh, Screeching Weasel song, a little '80s punk for you this morning. But hey, I think. To use an old expression that I always use, this is the game where I think the Packers turn into a pumpkin. I don't think they have – they have weapons, to be sure. They have a running game with with uh, Aaron Jones and um, and A.J. Dillon. They have, they have some pieces on defense. As much as Jair Alexander confounds me sometimes, he is a good player. Um Jordan Love has been has been doing amazing things. The rookie receivers have been showing up well. The the rookie receiver and young receivers for the Packers have been have been showing up and making big catches and having big games. But with all that being said, facing the 49ers with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And then if you manage to shut them down, down somehow, don't forget about George Kittle. And then George facing the that, uh, and then facing that line with uh, 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 Nick Bosa and now Chase Young on the same line, college room, mm-hmm. roommates reunited. That defensive line was a force before Chase Young got there, and now they're even more of a force. Um, the 49ers have stumbled a little bit sometimes; they've they've confoundingly stumbled. Um, but I just don't see a way where the Packers win this game. This game could go sideways quick uh, on the Packers. I don't give them much of a chance in this game. The 49ers are a different animal than the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers, um, they have postseason experience. They have a lot of veterans on that team. I don't think the moment is going to be too big for them. Although the one thing that makes the Packers dangerous is they're playing with house money. A lot of people didn't mm-hmm. think they were getting into the playoffs. I view the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as much the same way um, when we get to that game. But this game, I think 49ers could win this one. And this has the potential to be a blowout. I'm hoping not, but I think it I think it will be. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this last week on our show. We talked about how if the Packers are going to have a chance at winning this game, their def- that last week's game against Dallas, their defense was going to have to step up in a big way. And they did. To their credit, they did. They forced an interception, which turned into points. 
and they forced an interception that turned into a taint, a pick six, or some people, <laughs> some people call it a pick six. I call it, me and my brothers call yeah. it a taint. Yeah, we like the taint. Touchdown after interception. Yeah, that's right. Get it, <laughs> get it straight. <laughs> but I don't think the Packers will catch the 49ers napping. The 49ers, no. I think, this is Kyle Shanahan. This is not Mike McCarthy. Who, by the way, I, I wrote an article. I've been writing articles on Belly Up Sports like a madman uh, yeah. as of late. Six <clears throat> articles in the last two weeks. I wrote my la- my most recent article was about how Jerry Jones is unserious about winning and retaining Mike McCarthy. So please check it out, bellyupsports.com. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, this is not – the Packers, I don't think they'll catch – this 49ers team napping. Yes, they had a layoff. They had a they had a one week layoff. They they earned home field advantage, and they're facing a team that is not only statistically better than the Cowboys, but better prepared. Yeah, and like you mentioned, Dustin, you have all those weapons on offense. You've got Brock Purdy who can throw the ball to Debo to to Debo to Brandon Ayuk to George the Animal Kittle. <laughs> and even Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield can catch a few yes. balls out of the backfield. And they also have Elijah Mitchell who can who can catch uh, who can get some yardage on third down. This 49ers team, and not only that, but they have a better offensive line too. They have one of the best, they have I'm arguably the best offensive line in all of football. So you have not only that on that side of the ball, but on the other on the other side of the ball, you have the 49ers defense, who, like you said, has that two-headed edge attack in Nick Bosa and Chase Young. Uh, now Chase is chasing a ring, uh, and you've got some of the be- and you got the you got some of the the best one of the best front sevens in football, and you got one of the best secondaries in football. And I love how Jordan Love has been has been a baller the last month. I love the fact that he absolutely took picked apart the Cowboys en route en route to a perfect quarterback rating. Last Sunday afternoon, it was twenty-seven nothing before Cowboys fans could sit down and say, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. So, so, but coming into this game, look, Green Bay could join, could be the could join the the twenty twenty Buccaneers in starting every game on the road and going to the Super Bowl. But I don't see it this time around. I don't, I don't see them. Like I said, I don't see them beating San Francisco unless their defense steps up and forces plays like they did last week against the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are not the same team as the 49ers. The 49ers are better prepared. They're more disciplined. And they're just a better football team than the Cowboys are. So yes. I, I think I think this, this game could be could get out of hand quickly. If the if the Packers can't force a turnover, if they can't force a couple three and outs. If they can't stop the run game, if they can't stop the pass game, and not only the run game, you can't remember. Debo's a gadget guy. I wouldn't say a gadget guy, but he's multifaceted in that he can both. He's both a great receiver and he can run the ball too out of the backfield, on on different on different plays that uh, Shanahan draws up. Doesn't always have to be Christian McCaffrey running the ball. So, yeah, I think I think we're I think we're both in agreement. I mean, we don't, we're not going to make predictions on this show. Yeah, uh, we don't really do that. That's not our bag. Because the NFL is just any given Sunday or Saturday, but uh, yeah, we this game could be over very quickly if mm-hmm. uh, Green Bay doesn't play disciplined and they don't play and and they don't play uh, 
like they did last week with their hair on fire. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't see as you as you've detailed. I don't see that. Um, I don't see that happening. I mean, this that that Dallas game. Looking back on it, it was the perfect storm. If there was any team that Green Bay could have done that to, it was Dallas. You know, just mm-hmm. because. But as you said, Kyle Shanahan is going to have their. He's going to have the Niners ready, and they are also going to be ready because I think this. The 49ers, and I've seen a lot of them because they're in the same division as my beloved Seahawks, they are the team that the rest, there's going to be no rust from the 49ers. They're going to come out hungry. They're going to come out to prove a statement and say, hey, like we're still here and we mm-hmm. are a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, yeah. you know, Jordan Love, as I said last week, he's officially made the leap. The leap. Hats off to the Packers because it looks mm-hmm. like they're going to transition from Favre to Rodgers and now to Love. You know, clearly mm-hmm. they know what they're doing with quarterbacks in Green Bay, unless Jordan Love just completely goes off a cliff, which I don't see happening now. Uh, no. But, but this is where their train stops. I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. I'm sorry. Still banned from the show, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, he won fair out. and square, or should I say, yeah, his eleven-year-old uh, co-manager beat yes, fair it's and square. Yes, his 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 eleven-year-old son also helped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but before we do that, we'll take a quick look trip to the comments section. Our friends uh, Sick Diggy from Nor all the all the way from Norway, friend of the show, Sick Diggy says, "Happy Saturday, Ryan and Dustin. How was your Friday? It was all right." I, I yeah. just go to hang out with some friends at the lo- local watering hole and uh, at the factory in Boston Spa. Uh, their Boston Spa. Shout out to the factory. Dustin, unfortunately, is a little bit under the weather. So yeah, I called in to work for the first time in a long time because I just was wow. not feeling it. So wow. so uh, you know, I didn't do much Friday. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Satma checks in with her obligatory sports ball comment <laughs> and the pink hand wave. Moji snowman chicken and we we're just talking about him shot, shot the snowman says brunch time with the ncr bros that's right thanks for joining us snowman we appreciate you stopping by oh, all always. right we'll take our quick commercial break we come back we'll break down the sunday slate of games so stay tuned for more no credentials required this episode of no credentials required is brought to you by invader coffee for the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Invader Coffee, which is what I am probably drinking currently. I'm pretty sure Dustin is doing the same. Oh, yes. Great blends of coffee out there. I actually, yesterday, I ordered uh, Bad Santa. It's still, it's still, our holiday blends are still available. The Bad Santa, the Cookie Crumble, the Jolly Java. I got a bag of the Bad Santa also ordered a bag of the break in case of emergency because I haven't had that in a while. I wanted it to wanted to to try that again, but I know it's a great blend. And I think 
you can't really go wrong with any of the blends they have to they have to offer on bitter coffee. No, I haven't had a bad one yet. I'm still working my way through the bacon bourbon one. Uh, I like it, but full disclosure, that is not one that I can drink all the time. You know, it's a it's a special mm -hmm. occasion thing for me. Um, the cookie crumble, still working my way through the cookie crumble. Always love the cookie crumble. The one I am, I I also ordered a bag of break in case of emergency because I heard good things from you and I have not had it yet. So I'm I'm excited to jump into that. And I have a bag of bad Santa as well. I got a lot of coffee to drink. And then the one that I've been particularly waiting for, though, is the Donut a Dealer blend. That one oh, yeah. is not in stock yet. Uh, I I really like that one a lot. Um, but I yep. have not had a bad product from Invader yet. We we love this product. We know this product. We drink it daily. We drink it a lot. And use our promo code. It's fast shipping. Get yourself some delicious air roasted coffee. Couldn't have said it better myself. Visit the link in the description, both on the YouTube side and the podcast side, and use promo code BELLYUP for 15% off your order. And again, uh, we're going to tell you straight up, it might charge a little bit more for shipping, but it comes to your house, it gets to your house in record time, ready to drink. Whether you do whole bean, whether you do ground, it's great coffee. You won't be disappointed. It, it, and and we haven't broken we haven't broken this out in a while. It gets the no credentials required. Seal of approval. <laughs> Good old puppers. There he is. Got got to bring him out more often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and plus, it's nice to see that green. You know, wherever he is, it's nice to see that green. You know, we have the we have the snow. There are certain days I'm in the mood for snow, but it is very rare. And uh, I like to not have to go anywhere. And I am not a skier. I know a lot of people that that uh, deal with the winters. Like my dad, he's always a classic. He's like, you know, if you, I'm trying to do an impression of my dad, but it doesn't really sound like my dad because my voice is the way it is. But he's like, you know, if you find uh, an activity that you enjoy in the winter, it's not so bad. <laughs> Stage advice from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you mr henry all right we're gonna move on to the sunday slate of games starting with tampa bay at detroit 3 p.m eastern on sunday and i i'm gonna look we talked about the rams and the Lions being the game of the week last week and it really was i thought it, i had the had the potential to be the best game of the week last week i think this game along with the next game we're going to talk about, they both had the potential to be very good games, if not great games, if not instant classics. Yeah. Let's hear your analysis about this game, Dustin. Well, thank you for passing the mic to me, sir. Uh, I, I said initially that I felt like Tampa Bay was the other team that is playing with house money. And this mm -hmm. game, unlike the Packers 49ers where I see it going one way. I am very afraid for the Detroit Lions, not because I don't think they can't get it done. Dan Campbell is going to have this team ready to go. He's going to have them all schemed up. They have offensive weapons. Jared Goff, we all know. We all know how well he has been doing. Jameson Williams has, you know, he's started to come alive. Their running attack is good. Their defense 
Um, they had that high draft pick last year for the defense. He has been very good. Uh, the D end, his name is also oh, Hutchinson. Aiden. Aiden, yes, Aiden Hutchinson. Yes, thank you. Yeah, the, Rams he was, the Rams couldn't stop him last week. Yeah, he was an absolute game record, and I think that the Lions picked him fourth overall when they when I think they had the fourth pick when they picked him, and he he has lived up to it to be sure. Um, but I there's something about this Tampa Bay team, something about them. The wild card, Todd Bowles has the potential to be the playoff MVP for the second week in a row because you know you have eloquently spoken about it many times, but but we've all seen it now. Todd Bowles is going to have something prepared for the Detroit Lions, and it could give, it could give Jared Goff some real problems. And the other person that's playing with absolute <clears> – <throat> my apologies, absolute reckless abandon is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has basically been Jared Goff of the South. Um, and he he has nothing to lose, and he's playing like it, and he's playing loose. You can tell by by the way that he looks. He's pranking people on the, on the sidelines. I saw him. There was a clip of him pretending to take a drink, and he's just squirting one of his teammates in the face. You know, he, he's, he's squirting the athletic trainer in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's having he's having a good time out there. And when yeah. a team with some of the weapons that Tampa Bay has, we know about Godwin. We know what Mike Evans is. Their running game has been surprisingly good. Rashad White has done enough to make their running game competent. Their defense has played, I think, above expectations this year. When you have a team that is playing this loose, they are dangerous. They are dangerous. I give Detroit the slight edge in this game, and I want them to advance because I don't want this run to end for, for Lions fans. However, I think this has the chance to be an upset. Yeah, um, looking at this team, both teams. Uh, look, we talked about on we talked on Tuesday about how the Buccaneers defense showed up, and Todd Bowles can send the Wolves. Yes, that's a rhyme. I'll let you have it. Todd Bowles <laughs> sent the Wolves against the Eagles. I think he'll do the same against the against the the Detroit Lions. Although I would have to argue that the Detroit Lions offensive line is a lot more stable than the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line was. But then again, the offensive line, the offense of the Philadelphia Eagles was absolute garbage over the last month and a half. And their defense was as well. I think the edge goes to Detroit based solely on the fact that it's going to be at home. It's going to be at Ford Field. But like you said, Dustin, Baker Mayfield, he's the type of guy who takes bulletin and board material uh, I'm gonna give him. He takes something that the other team says about him. He makes it into bulletin board material and, and just lets it stew up inside and just let him, it. It motivates him. It fuels him. And uh, I've given. I've affectionately given him the nickname Bulletin Board Baker Triple B Bulletin Board <laughs> Baker. In that he takes that he takes whatever the other team says about him. If they're if they're taunting him, if they're saying if they're if they're saying mess about him, he takes that and he puts it that energy into his play and it, it, it makes the other team pay. And I remember a couple of years ago, 
during I think it was during his rookie season or or the season after see the 2020 season when he's on the he's on the bench and he's sitting there and he's talking to his guys and the, when he's he was a member of the Browns you gotta remember he's a cast off but not only but not only one not two but three teams three teams cast him away he was a former mm. number one pick former yes. number one draft pick and now he's in buck he's he says he wants to stay in he wants to stay in Tampa Bay for the long term. Just based on how he's, the fact that a he's having fun, and b he's got a pretty good squad around him. I mean, think about it this way: he's got Mike Evans as a, as his wide receiver. He's got Rashad White as his running back, who's a decent. Who's a look, look, look? Rashad White is probably one of the most one of the best under the radar running backs in all of football. In all of football, he's also got Chris Godwin. He's got uh, Palmer, who's another who's turning who merged as another weapon last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got a pretty good defense behind him, and we we talk smack about how Todd Bowles is a better defensive coordinator than he's a head coach. Listen, he knows how to put other he knows how to put other quarterbacks through the ringer. He did it a couple years ago in the Super Bowl when he put Patrick Mahomes through the ringer. Did it last week when he put Jalen Holmes through the ringer. He has potential to do it this week. I'm curious to see how the Detroit Lions will counter the uh, counter. The Buccaneers defense. On the other side of the ball, look the Lions. They have a very good offense. We've got a very good offensive line. They have a balanced attack between the run and the pass. And uh, I did some real time research, Dustin. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson was drafted second overall in 2022. Oh, and second. Okay. Second overall. Yeah. And I'm actually I'm looking through this 2022 draft class. This is a pretty dang good draft class, man. You got, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. Potential. I think he's going to be. Uh, I, I don't know if he's he was if he was voted All Pro this year, but he's got that potential to be an All Pro. Derek Stingley. He's in the playoffs. Sauce yeah. Gardner. All Pro. Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, we won't talk about. Uh, I don't want to talk about Evan Neal to the New York Giants fans. That's uh, that's a that's a whole other story. Drake London, who showed promises, who showed promise this year. I think if he gets the right head coach, we'll talk about the the coaching carousel in just a moment. In a few moments, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jimison Williams in the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton, Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. I mean, you've got a good amount of players from this 2022 draft class that are playing in the playoffs right now, and they're going to and they're excelling and they're excelling. Yeah. And I think, I think this could be if if the Lions play their cards right on offense, this could be a breakout game for Jimison Williams. He was. He's part of that balanced attack for the Detroit Lions, and yeah, but he's a he's got the potential to have a breakout game. Now, don't forget, these two teams met in October. Yeah, these teams met in October, and it was the, I think it was the only game this year that the Buccaneers broke out their old creamsicle uniforms with the pirate on the uh, with the pirate on the helmet, and, and those are the awesome uniforms. Unfortunately, it didn't work out well for them, but it went up being a twenty to six win for Detroit. I think this game is going to be a lot closer. And actually, Sick Sick Diggy actually asked the question: What are the chances of Buccaneers Lions being a complete dogfight? This is going to be a dogfight. It's going yeah. to be a sma- it's going to be smash mouth. It's going to be pu- they're going to punch each other in the face. It's going to be as what Jim Ross calls a slobber knocker. Oh yeah, slobber knocker. And I, I I I'm rooting for in a way I'm rooting for both teams. I'm rooting for Detroit more because I want to see a Rust Belt Super Bowl between either Baltimore and Detroit. Or Buffalo and Detroit. I want to see that Rust Belt Super Bowl because, because uh, you know, seeing Bills fans in Vegas 
<laughs> with the tables in the parking lot of Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> Man, that would be so much fun. But yeah, uh, yeah this is going to be an absolute dogfight. This is going to be a slobber knocker. This is the, going to be the potential to have the best game of the weekend. And I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for this game. Oh, yeah. I don't know how too. excited you are. Oh, completely excited. I'm I'm very excited for Texans Ravens today, but I'm also extremely excited for this game, but also nervous because I'm not I, I am rooting for Detroit in this one. No no question about it because I like you. I think it would be great to see Detroit represent the NFC in the Super Bowl now. Yeah. The Niners are going to have something too. to say about that, but uh Yeah. Yeah. But I th- I think Niners Lions is evenly matched in my opinion, but that's yeah. just me. Uh, speaking of speaking of people I've I've uh, who have come back to the uh, come back from the sewer, uh, Dave says good morning. <laughs> he also says boo go pack go. He also says Packers Lions championship. And eh, we'll see, we'll see. NFC championship. Wow, that's a, uh, NFC North. Packers Packers Bills Super Bowl. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Dave. Maybe Dave. You can use uh, DraftKings. Use our promo code and lay a little cheddar down on the line there for that. Because if that hit, DKNG.co forward slash belly up one fifty. A five dollar deposit gets you two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Dave, check us out. All right, the last game of the dock on the on the weekend uh, slate of games: Kansas City. uh, Another game. That has the potential to be game of the week. Kansas City yeah. at Buffalo Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Buffalo fans have been waiting for this game for a very long time, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. 2020, 2020, um, yeah, the 2020 NFC, AFC uh, Championship. You go to They go to Kansas City. Buffalo goes to Kansas City, and they get absolutely slapped around. They get absolutely yeah. – you know, they get they, they get <clears> – <throat> They put get their face put in the carpet. Let's put it that way. 2021. Divisional round. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. That's all I'm gonna say. 13 seconds. And it and yeah. it made the, the rule change for for overtime going forward with the uh with the with the Chiefs scoring first and basically t- punching their ticket to the AFC championship. We skipped last year because Buffalo got absolutely trounced by the Bengals in the divisional round. But this year, this year, because of Kadarius Tony lining up offside, this game is not in Kansas City. This game is in Buffalo. And it changes the dynamic for the entire game. Now, Buffalo Bills fans, again, They've been waiting. They've been waiting for this game. They've been waiting for this game for a ver- for a year, over a year. I say two years. They they've been wanting the they want the Chiefs in the playoffs. They they're confident this team can their team can beat the Chiefs. I'm confident their team can beat the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs' offense, eh, they they do just enough. Mm-hmm. They're not as explosive as they used to be. Although their running attack is very is very good. Their their receivers outside of Travis Kelsey, even Travis Kelsey is starting to slow down just a skosh. I, I don't I don't really trust their receivers a whole lot. Yeah. Which gives a lot of drops. On the flip side, yeah. On the flip side of that, Buffalo's defense is 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 a little bit banged up right now. However, 
this matchup is going to be between the Bills offense that's been a wagon, a wagon the last two months after they replaced Ken Dorsey with Joe Brady, take a load off of Joe, of uh, Josh Allen, the running attack, uh, bringing James Cook to, to be the primary ball carrier. The, the, the matchup to watch is going to be the Bills offense versus the Chiefs defense. We know how good the Chiefs defense is. We know how, how they shut down Miami last week, and yeah, you can blame the cold. The fact of the matter is, it's going to be at least thirty degrees cold, thirty degrees warmer <laughs> in Buffalo than it was in Kansas City last Saturday. So, Kansas City has that going for them. But it's in front of the Bills. It's in front of the Bills fans in Orchard Park. And I got well, last week. My nephew was at the game on mo- last Monday. I wonder if he's going to be at the game this week. I'll see. I'll I'll talk to him and check it out. But yeah, this this match this. This game's going to come down to what Buffalo's offense does against the Chiefs' defense. And this has the potential to be, again, another instant classic. Dustin, what's your what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with what you said. I think the fact that it is in Buffalo changes. There are two, there are two key changes um, that are huge in my mind, and you hit on both of them from the previous uh, Buffalo Bills losses against the Kansas City Chiefs. And one is that the game is in Buffalo. I think that changes the dynamic. It was very cold in Kansas City last week, so I'm not going to say that the Chiefs can't handle the cold weather because they can't. They are not going to have the issues that Miami did. Sorry, Miami, you tried to send that message. It was a failure. Uh, Miami had issues in the Frauds. Frauds. Um, Yes, <laughs> they were frauds. But I will Sorry, say I'll, that I'll, I'll tickle my throat. <clears> throat> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the other big change, and you hit it on the head because I think I'll do a little prognostication. But I think that if Ken Dorsey is still the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, they would lose this game. Um, it wouldn't even be in the playoffs. But well, yes, yeah, that is true. But I'm saying you know the. He was the offensive coordinator for all those Bills losses against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Joe Brady has done amazing things with the Bills offense. The other, the other reason that I give the Bills the slight edge is two factors. One, as you hit on, the Chiefs offense isn't what it has been in the past. Kansas City mm-hmm. fans can say what they want, but it's true. You miss Eric Bieniemy. It is evident uh, I thought Andy Reid would take over offensive co- play calling duties, but he 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 seems to just keep going with Matt Nagy. From from what I understand, I'm an outsider. I don't have Bear, much Bear, knowledge, Bears but... fans. Bears fans. Bears fans everywhere is thrown. Are, are thrown yeah, up. yeah, they've thrown up. <laughs> Sorry, Chicago, but um, but you know the Bills' offense is improving. But the other big thing is that the Bills have basically had to play playoff football for the past uh, for the past few months, one could argue, to make this run to get into the playoffs. It was tenuous for the Buffalo Bills, as it was if they did not beat that, that Dolphins team. Uh, there was a scenario at one time where they could have been bounced entirely from the playoffs. So the Bills have had that playoff mindset for a while now. 
and they're finding their stride at the, the exact right time. The Chiefs, on the other hand, it's been a little bit rocky. They had to play wild card weekend for the first time in quite some time. Patrick Mahomes has had a down season by his standards. Again, you put another quarterback in there, if it was, say, Jordan Love or or, or Geno Smith or uh, not comparing Jordan Love to Geno Smith, but I think most people get where I'm going. Matthew Stafford, any one of those quarterbacks, you'd say this, this, this was a decent season. But by mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes' standards, this is down from where he is. And as you said, you cannot trust – the Kansas City Chiefs receivers at all. They've had way too many drops in big moments. You're going to have to rely on the running game, which Isaiah Pacheco does run angry. Isaiah Pacheco does run well, but he's also slight and has the potential to get injured because of how hard he runs. Um, yep. So there's a lot of – but Steve Spagnolo is going to have that Kansas City Chiefs defense ready, but I think Buffalo has enough to overcome it this time. However, I still think this is going to be an amazing matchup. Uh, but I, looking at it, we don't do predictions, but by my mind's eye, I would give Buffalo the slight edge for most of the factors that I just laid out here. But you can't predict the NFL. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, are uh, arguably the best team in the NFL until somebody knocks them off. You know, until somebody else comes up. And there are teams that have played better than the Chiefs this year, unquestionably. But they are the Super Bowl champions. You have to knock them off before you can you can stake the claim for the to the title there. I, I forgot to ask a question, uh, Dustin, and uh, I just want to get your I just want to get your point of view on this. We'll go back to the Tampa Bay Detroit game. Is the weather going to be a factor in Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> That I, have was, to, I have to play. I have to play that clip because it's yeah, just yeah, gold. Good, 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 gold. <laughs> All right, I found it. Let me go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let's see. Let's let me go ahead and play this clip. There was this reporter, and I don't know. I, I don't know the backstory of it. Uh, whether she is a beat reporter or if she's filling in for somebody or if she's just a she's just a. Um, Someone who covers other stories, but she she got put on this particular uh, uh, beat for the day. Uh, this was an actual question asked by someone at a press conference on was it Tuesday? I think it was yeah. Tuesday. I think so. She asked Todd. She asked Todd Bowles this question <laughs> in a press conference. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. How? Um, is look nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Wow, <laughs> wow, I will say at least Todd Bowles didn't like completely 
light her up for that. You know, there there are some coaches that probably would have tore her apart. He handled oh, Nick Saban, as, Nick Saban would have Nick Saban would have just oh, absolutely yeah. had a field day. <laughs> yeah, but don't get me started on Saban. I have major issues with him from the way that he handled uh, his departure from the Miami Dolphins. I always will. People say I can hold a grudge, but. He did it to himself because he called for the reporter's job and said that the reporter was spreading lies. And then guess what happened two weeks later? He's at Alabama. <laughs> so so GTFO, Nick Saban, for that one. Don't call for somebody's job when they're reporting what is true. I mean, he went in on the guy. That From that moment on, I had major problems with Nick Saban. Major. You keep, you keep asking. I ain't going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that clip too. Before yeah. we go to our, before we go to quick, before we quickly go on to the coaching carousel of the NFL, let's just take a look at the comment section. Dave continuing his is uh, continuing here. He says he actually go back here. He says cheddar. Is that a Wisconsin cheese joke? Yes, yes, it is, and it's pronounced mm -hmm. cheddar. <laughs> he says not fans. Bills mafia. You already know that. Dustin is right. Casey's offensive is missing a step. Hey, I said it too. Dave, yes. Don't be that guy. Uh, <laughs> any given Sunday, more than just a movie, mm -hmm. uh, a bad pass, a random hit, interception, a random interception can turn any game around. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It happened last week. It happened last week between your Packers and uh, and the Cowboys. There, uh, there, there, uh, Dave. Oh, Dustin says, Dustin, you're the best. Ryan, meh. Oh, whatever, Dave. <laughs> whatever, Dave. He's uh, he's coming you're, with you're, some shade for you. Yeah, your grammar sucks. It's Y O U apostrophe R E G. Win. <laughs> All right, coaching you know carousel. Some of Ryan's articles, expertly written on BellyUp.com. You got that right. NFL coaching carousel. Let's take a look at some of the coaching news from this past week, and let's start with the let's start with uh, New England introducing Gerard Mayo. They formally announced him this week as the head coach of the team, and I, I mean, I don't know if you could say that we saw this coming, but it was just interesting that the fact that they let go of Bill Belichick, mm -hmm. and the next day they say, oh, Gerard Mayo is our coach. I mean, from what I understand, they had this, they had this in place, they've had this in place since October, so Kraft can... They, they they can they they basically for had to they didn't have to go through the Rooney rule in interviewing uh, uh, coaches of color coaches of uh, of color um, they just said all right we're just gonna we're gonna go pick Gerard Mayo and then we'll be we'll be on our way um, so it was, just, it was interesting but they they formally introduced him this past week as a coach of the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, uh, they have supposedly the rumor is that uh, Belichick's sons have an opportunity to stay with the team. I don't know if any I don't know if any uh, headway has been made on that. But Jared Gerard Mayo has come out and said that particularly Steve Belichick, I believe it was he had a great relationship with and enjoyed discussing uh, aspects of the team with uh steve belichick so i mean who knows if belichick's sons will stay there i would lean towards no because they're probably mm -hmm. going to follow their dad uh 
to wherever he goes and he will go somewhere that is the way i feel about it but but this yeah i i just don't understand how this was if they've had this in place uh since october I don't know whose idea was it to not mention it at all. It was probably Bill Belichick's. He wanted to keep the focus on the team, just knowing the way that he conducts himself. But also I have to wonder if if you if you say this from the beginning, could and then their season goes the way it did, could they have said, well, Gerard Mayo has input on the team now. He's the coach in waiting. How much of this was his fault? So I think part of it might have been – a, a way of shielding him so that Belichick would then take all the blame for the season that they've had on his way out the door. Who knows? You, you can't, yeah. uh, you can't try to project your way through these things. We don't know what was going on in those, in those rooms. No. And we, we never will. We never will until somebody like writes the book on it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just kind of wonder if they're going to hire, if they're going to give Mayo control of the team or they're going to hire GM. I haven't heard that. For, I haven't heard from that end what they're going to do there. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. And to, yesterday, I got to give credit where credit's due here to Mark Davis, who actually used his brain for once and he removed the interim, he, he removed the interim tag from Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce is now the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I couldn't be more happy for him. I couldn't be more happy for him uh, because we saw this a couple years ago when Rich, Rich Bisaccia led the Raiders to the playoffs. Uh, and Davis said, nope, I want somebody I want somebody else. This time around, he listened to the players, which yeah. I think was most important. He listened to the players. I mean, Max Crosby threatened to to request a trade if Antonio Pierce didn't come back. Uh, Devontae Adams was lauding over, over what uh, Pierce did this year in, in their turnaround. They went five and four when he, when he came on board as the, as the interim coach and he yeah. earned this, I, he definitely earned this, t- they earned the chance to coach the team next year. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for a Raiders fan uh, in, in general uh, because this was the guy who led the team last year, who was basically the leader of the team this year and brought them back from a really bad situation, stabilized the team, stabilized the defense particularly, and employed a run style, a, a very smash mouth running style offense. And now he's, he's, he's there to stay and they can build a team, make it mold the team into, into, and create a great, and create a good culture, mold the team into how he wants to, he wants them to be. And I'm happy for Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thrilled that this finally went the way that we both thought it should have. Thrilled that for once Mark Davis did not make the same mistake. And uh, the next big change that he should make is, uh, hey, Mark, how about changing that haircut up? I still can't believe you pay for that thing. But anyway... Congratulations to Antonio Pierce. Even as the most outside casual observer of the Raiders, um, it was clear that the players rallied around Antonio Pierce. He immediately changed the whole vibe of that team and the culture once he took over. To do a change, to do an about-face like that and put your imprint on the team as fast as he did 
uh, is mm -hmm. pretty impressive. And also, I think the key thing is Antonio Pierce, I don't know how old he is. I would have to do some real-time real research. But he was a player not too long ago. So I have a feeling that a lot of players could relate to him that way and also respected what he was saying, especially on the defensive side of the ball because he, mm -hmm. he, was, a, he was a great defensive player in his own right for the New York Giants for a long time. Um and the whole thing he's done with the cigars after the you, – you could tell he brought some looseness to the Raiders locker room that was much needed after the the just uh, dumpster fire that everything appeared to be under Josh McDaniel. Um, if he gets another coaching chance in the NFL, I'll be just uh, apoplectic about it. Um, I don't understand. He, he just has stumbled so many – so many times, not to mention the time that he literally stood up the Colts on the podium. Chris Ballard is there ready to announce him as the head coach, and he's just not there to return as offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Now, you can't argue he's a good offensive coordinator, but enough about him. Back to Antonio Pierce. I'm thrilled that he has this job. I can't wait to see what he does with this Raiders team. And also, when you have stars like Devontae Adams coming out and saying what a good job this person has done and also you have Max Crosby basically saying Antonio Pierce is my guy. Uh you you better listen to your to your teammate to your team there. Uh unless yeah. you want anarchy amongst the players. So congratulations Antonio Pierce. Yeah. So I did the research Antonio Pierce is 45. So okay. he's uh yeah it, it looks like he can still he can still play. Yeah. That's the amazing part. He looks like he still can play in uh, can play in the NFL. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to Antonio Pierce. He uh, is the now full-time head coach. The interim tag has been removed. Great job, good job, Mark Davis. Give me credit where credits due. Uh, Atlanta and the Los Angeles Chargers both they have both interviewed Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, and Bill Belichick has a, has had a second interview with Atlanta. So I personally think that the Falcons announcing Bill Belichick will be very imminent. Uh, I think he and Arthur, I don't know, from what I understand, he and Arthur Blank must have had a really great conversation. I think the first interview was like a Zoom interview, and the second interview was in person. Uh, the okay. Falcons flew him in uh, to meet mm -hmm. with uh, Arthur Blank. So I'll be curious to see how many – Sometime I think sometime next week that he'll be announced as a head coach. As for the Chargers, uh, I guess there's a long – I guess there's a previous relationship with Harbaugh between Harbaugh and Dean Spanos, the owner, because Harbaugh played his final two years in the NFL yeah. in Los, in, with the San Diego Chargers. Uh, go yep. back to San Diego, by the way, uh, Mr. Spanos. Go back to San Diego. You had some goodwill there. Um, stop playing in that SoFi stadium. Um, could you see Jim Harbaugh as head coach of the Chargers or, or the Falcons? And if not, is this just a play for a bigger contract with the University of Michigan? Well, that's that's the big question. I feel like I could personally see Jim Harbaugh as head coach of the Chargers. It makes sense he played there. Um, I always have to wonder if 
some of these college coaches that have coached in the NFL previously want another shot at the NFL. All out Pete mm-hmm. Carroll, he always said he wanted another shot at the NFL, that he would do things differently. And he had a plan for when the Seahawks came calling. Now, the other factor was the scandal at USC. Can't forget that. That probably right. helped with, with his exit. Um, but Michigan is going to give all the money to Harbaugh to get him to stay. And that's where the factor could be different because I don't know this for a fact. Okay. But I, but, but the, the vibe that you get from the chargers is that, how do I put this delicately? Spanos does not spend the way that some of the others owners do. So you have to see, but from a talent standpoint, Harbaugh, former quarterback, he could do wonderful things with Justin Herbert. Uh, they have mm-hmm. some pieces on defense, of course. Of course, they have uh, they have Austin Eckler, but he had a very down season this year by his standards, and he is getting older. So who knows if he's still the back that he's been? But they they have Keenan Allen, seemingly an ageless wonder. They have. Um, Mike Williams, who when he's not uh, when he's not injured, he he has done very well. Um, but so from a talent standpoint, I could definitely see it. I just don't know if um, Spanos is going to lay the kind of money out that Harbaugh could get from Michigan. The Falcons, I don't see Harbaugh as a fit for the Falcons. Reportedly, I think I think. Uh, Mike Vrabel has also had a couple of – he's had an interview. Uh, I do not recall which team it has been with, but I think he also has interviews set up for the Seahawks and the Chargers. I think both teams are interested in talking to him from what I hear. I am hoping personally that Mike Vrabel becomes the new head coach of my Seattle Seahawks, but I don't know um, where that will go. But I could see – it makes sense to see uh, John Harbaugh in L.A. I just wonder how badly does he want another shot at the NFL? Yeah, I, I think with Jim Harbaugh, it's going to be he'll gonna, he's going to want full control. And the, the, the fact, the one thing that the, he's going to enter into one if he if he decides to go back to the NFL and if he goes to the Chargers, he's going to enter a situation where. He's gonna ha- he's he's gonna be coaching a team whose window is rapid is closing very very fast. This is an older team, this is an older squad, and they're in they're going to be in. I believe they're going to be in in salary cap hell uh, if he decides to take over because there's a lot of contracts. There's a lot of contracts on that team that are just C players are overpaid over overpaid. I think that Dustin Herbert contract came too soon. I know they want him to as their quarterback of the future and very, he's very talented. Unfortunately he got, yeah. he was injured. He broke a couple of fingers on his, both his hands this past year. And Brandon Stilley kept him in the game. I mean, the one, the, the one game where he broke his left pinky finger, kept, kept the, the, Brandon Stilley kept him in the game. You're yeah. not going to see that with Harbaugh. I think no. Harbaugh knows as a player, as an ex-quarterback, the health 
that he needs he needs his quarterback to be healthy, and I think he's going to surround him with he needs to surround him with an offensive line who can keep him upright. But there's a lot of bloated contracts on that team. Either they're going to have to make some moves where they're going to have to cut loose some older players who are making too much money, like a Khalil Mack, um, and He's got to figure out. I don't. I don't think he necessarily blows up the team, but I think what he'll do is he'll do some retooling some in some places, bring in some veterans who can help, uh, especially in the offensive line, who can help uh, keep keep Herbert upright and keep him healthy. You've got some great talent on both sides of the ball. You just need to figure out how to motivate them to play better, and also need to how to to just you need to you need to figure out how to keep. Justin Herbert upright and yeah. it's going to be if if Jim Harbaugh decides to to leave the University of Michigan and go to the go to the Chargers it's going to be it's going to be a rough year maybe first two years as they get thing, things figured out and he he molds the the offense into what he what he's been familiar with with his system I mean his system at Michigan worked his system at Michigan worked with a heavy run game and explosive offense, and they have an explosive offense when they need to, and he had the, the best defense in the country last year too. So uh, I think it's going to take at least a year for him to turn it around, and I think they'll, they will they can turn it around. But Chargers fan, all one of you, is going to have to be very patient with how he handles things. So we'll see. Uh, as for the rest of the vacancies, Atlanta's open, Carolina is open. But who's going to want to coach there? Chargers are open and Seattle is open. And we have a fellow Seahawks fan from Belly Up Fantasy Sports. Kevin Wilson says, I agree with Dustin. Vrabel, come on down to the Seahawks. He agrees with you. Yeah, I. it's just what I hope. Uh, I have read something that, uh, you know, because apparently from the candidates that have come out, that have supposedly emerged, um, after John Schneider's press conference, his first press conference, sans Pete Carroll as coach of the Seattle Seahawks, I it's a mix of offensive and defensive um, minded potential head coaches uh, candidates, and it's skewing more towards the defensive side if all the reporting is to be believed. And Mike Holmgren, uh, former Seahawks coach, came out and said, hey, we need an offensive guy now, you know, after, you know, uh, Pete Carroll was a defensive minded head coach. He said he said he thinks the Seahawks should go in a offensive direction. I don't necessarily agree with that, um, but I just feel like Mike Vrabel, he he's a great head coach. If you're going to get rid of Pete uh, Vrabel would be a, a good person to bring in also because of his age. Vrabel is a younger, younger guy. And, uh, I think he would do well with the pieces that we already have. So I'm hoping Mike Vrabel, I don't necessarily agree with coach Holmgren, all respect to, to Mike Holmgren though. He is a, he is a Seahawks coaching legend. Um, I just wish you didn't say to that referee before Super Bowl. Uh, XL, I hope the game's not too big for you. Why did you do that? <laughs> watch the watch the a football life, Mike Holmgren. He talks about he regrets that decision, but he knew that referee from when the referee used to do high school games 
with him. He said, I, I, I said it kind of as a joke. I wanted it to be interpreted as, hey, look where we both ended up. Uh, but, yeah, didn't work out too well. Yeah, well. Well, <laughs> hopefully better days are ahead for most teams except for the Patriots. All yeah. right. <laughs> we'll take off. <laughs> we want to remind you about our social channels right down here below. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ. Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. Would you want to go ahead and give us a like, comment, share, and subscribe on all of our platforms. On the podcast side, subscribe on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, the soon-to-be-departed Google Play, wherever you podcast, written review. Give us a five-star review if you wouldn't mind. And also... If you're on a platform where you can review the podcast, we'll even read it on the air. And welcome to the same checking in before we log off. Thank you guys. Have a great, have a happy football weekend, all. Wonko, we also uh, acknowledge, we also pass those greetings on to you. Yes. You have tuned in to No Crinsles Required, the Saturday brunch edition, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports or eat brunch. We are <laughs> presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Enjoy divisional, the divisional round of the NFL, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday to react to those games. So we'll see you on Tuesday. Good morning, everybody. Mm-hmm.